Hello and welcome to Atomic Geekdom. My name is Dave. I hope you're all having a wonderful week post 4th of July. Um, we're in the heat, literally the heat of the summer season at this point. California is melting as we speak. Uh, some, some hot, hot weather out there and some air conditioning problems and some uh, other things going on out there. Uh, so hopefully everybody's staying safe, staying cool. Uh, go to the theater. Get, get, get some AC in the theater. Uh, enjoy a, a flick. I recommend Ant-Man and the Wasp, but that's just me. Uh, there's other good movies out there as well. So go see a movie. Get some air conditioning. Head to the beach. I don't know. I don't know what you Californians like to do. Get a salad, I guess, maybe. Enjoy some coffee. Complain about things. I don't know what Californians do for fun. Anyway, joining me today is Kyle. Hello, everyone. I am sitting nice and comfortable in my AC. <laughs> What was it, like 80 degrees outside today? Uh, Something like that. It it was a little warm when I was walking my dog. As my shaker ball makes a lot of noise from my exercise bottle. <clears throat> or my water bottle. Um, Yeah, it's it's comfortable outside. It was I had the windows open for a while today. Yeah, early in the morning it's fine. But then towards mid-afternoon, that's when everything starts to turn. Yeah, it's been better than it has been for a while. Let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, Indeed. Yeah. So uh, we are one week out, or less than a week actually. Tonight, when this episode comes out, it's preview night of San Diego Comic Con. Uh, so just a reminder: stay tuned to our Twitter, social media, uh, Instagram, all that good stuff, and the website atomicgame.com for your daily recaps. Um, I'm sure I will have asked somebody to help do that uh, since I won't be able to do it. But uh, last, like I say, last year Johnny. Was, was kind enough from the Just Two Pals to do that, so maybe I can rope him into doing it. But he's been a busy guy lately, so we'll, we'll see how it works out. <clears throat> um, but yeah, so all the updates, you know, all the trailers, all that good stuff, we'll have it all in one spot for you at the end of each day. So you can find it all. Maybe we'll do a toy thing, too, because there's lots of toy stuff this year, as far as I can tell. There's a lot of toy stuff. <clears throat> so we'll, uh, we'll definitely feature that. I've been told people like hearing about our pop... Our Funko Pop collections. Uh, <laughs> I uh, so I guess uh, I've added two. I think since the last time we talked about it, um, I've I've added uh, Doctor Doctor Malcolm, John Hammond, and Doctor Alan Grant. Was say that again, uh, Doctor Malcolm? Is that what you said? Yep. Okay. I added the the, the three uh, the three main. Uh, pops from the, the Jurassic Park line. Right, the actual characters or Correct. people that they released recently. Yeah, but from... they got Nedry, so I haven't found him. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. yeah. I have Nedry, and then I have the Nedry Dilophosaurus Entertainment Earth exclusive pack, which just has Nedry with some uh, some of the poison on his face. Nice, I want that one. Yeah, That's available, I believe, still at Entertainment Earth. I had to wait till they restocked it, because when it first came out, it sold out. Well, now I gotta look. Um, but you. yeah, I did a trip over to the Hot Topic to get the Young Bucks uh, Hot Topic exclusive. And uh, while I was there, I noticed they had the Hot Topic exclusive Quail Man from the show Doug. So I had to grab that. Yeah, I went. I went there. I saw that. Uh, didn't pick them up because I needed to save money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I probably should have not, <laughs> but. The quail, the young bucks one, I was gonna get no matter what. The the quail land one, I had to, I had to grab. It was just calling out to me. 
But yeah, that's it. That's all I've added, and I probably will not add any more for the rest of July because I don't. Uh, Until you go to San Diego Comic Con and find out more. I don't. Yeah, I won't be eligible to get any of the exclusives um, at San Diego Comic Con because that's not the way my badge works. Uh, I can't sign up for exclusives with the particular badge that I qualified for. Gotcha. So uh, maybe I mean, if I see something I need and it's an inexpensive one, um, maybe. But I'm not spending more than twenty bucks on a pop. Oh, individual pop, I should say. I have a feeling that those pops are going to be a little bit more expensive there than they are back home. Well, just I mean, because it, just because they are being sold at. Um, oh, speaking of WWE, um, see that they're going to be sold at San Diego Comic Con. I don't know. I think it's the same as any place. Uh, it's just an exclusive, and it's it's actually Funko selling it. So. Mm. So, I mean, speaking of toys, it looks like Zack Ryder, Kurt Hawkins, Kathy Kelly, Matt Hardy are going to be on the Mattel panel at Comic-Con. Yep, I actually was considering about doing the WWE panel with Mattel. That would look, that would be awesome. I don't know, I'm not that interested in, well, those guys are all pretty cool. Kathy Kelly's moderating it, and she's alright. I mean, <laughs> if, if she's good enough for Finn Balor, she's good enough for me. Yeah, that's what I would say. I'd say, uh, I'd say it's worth it. Right. But you don't like the Hardys, so... I'm um, not particularly a Hardys fan, but I'm sure he's just there to hype the fact that they have Pops uh, coming out. Mm-hmm. Matt and Jeff. Are they the are they Woken and Brother Nero They're ones, or are the they newest, the newest ones? The, the, the newest WWE version, like when they first got to WWE, I think. So it's kind of like a mixture. Okay, so it's, so it's like their WrestleMania entry something like that yeah where he's kind of kind of woken or kind of broken slash uh i don't know slash too extreme or whatever they're called team extreme team extreme yeah that crap gotcha edge of christian for life um So yeah, I figure we'll uh we'll cover some headlines here from the past week and then we'll do a spoilery Ant-Man and the Wasp review since we both saw it. And we'll let you know when we're starting that that way. You you know when the spoilers are coming. So, uh, headlines that I saw this week. Kristen Ritter is going to make her directorial debut in Jessica Jones Season 3. So Nice, congrats, nice. Congrats to her. Uh, there was another new set photo from Wonder Woman 2 with Gal Gadot and Chris Pine running. Gal Gadot and Chris Pine running out of a museum and hailing a taxi, I guess. Exciting stuff there. Uh, Some details about the DC Universe membership uh, was released uh, maybe more last week than this week, but it's not just going to be TV and movies. You're going to get comic books and all kinds of crazy stuff. So not only do you have the Titans show, Doom Patrol, Swamp Thing, Young Justice, Outsiders, and Harley Quinn uh, cartoon coming at you, but all kinds of crap. All the animated movies, I'm sure. All the non-CW shows that aren't currently on a home. Or that were just only on the CW app, I guess. They were on Seed. Like Constantine and Birds of Prey. That kind of stuff. That good show. Yeah. Um, they are going to be releasing Batman the Animated Series in HD, finally. Oh, on cool. the streaming service. So, no more DVD quality... Uh, playback 
there you go. Not that there's anything wrong with the DVD quality. That's just oh. good good enough for me. Okay, if it if it's if it's full screen, I don't like it because it doesn't take up the whole picture. It's four the three, whole... not sixteen nine. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So if if it's like that and HD, I am all for that. Mm. I see. Uh, yeah, maybe. I don't know. Uh, some the cable channels that do that with like Buffy and some of the shows that were four three. You you know it's zoomed in and there's stuff on the screen you're not seeing. Right. So I, I know don't like that. Yeah, I know Star Trek uh, Next Gen was like that when I mm -hmm. uh, purchased one of their Blu-ray uh, specials. It was in 4.3, and I'm like, I this is unwatchable. <laughs> unwatchable, he says. Well, then you would not want to watch the Quantum Leap Blu-rays. <laughs> oh, no. And I have no problem with it whatsoever. Although, when you watch it on Hulu, it's zoomed in. Oh, really? Yeah, which yeah. I, I don't like. Uh, anyway... Uh, the Apple have like movies like Superman, the the original Superman movies, uh, Super Friends, all nine seasons, Teen Titans cartoon, the original one, uh, Lois and Clark, the Wonder Woman show. So you just get an idea here. So, did the, did they make any mention of Smallville being on there, or is Smallville not going to be on there because of Hulu? Uh, I have not seen that mentioned. I mean, there's I'm okay. sure there's a chance, but yeah, because it's on Hulu, uh, I'm sure they have to wait till that contract runs out. Well, darn. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that's something to look forward to, I'm sure. Uh, I, I'm definitely going to check it out because I'm stoked for that Titan show. So, I'm excited for the, the Titan show, the Batman animated series, and the comics. Yeah, it's not like the Marvel one where they're releasing like the full catalog, just not the new stuff. I guess it's a, it's you know a certain set, and I don't know how they're choosing choosing which set they're using or what years they're going by. But they show Batman New Fifty Two issue number one uh, in one of the stills that I saw. So, so there you go. Yeah, I, I guess we're just gonna have to wait and see what that truly is. It's only a couple months away. Um, yeah, I, I signed up for the beta, so I hope I get into that. Yeah, I'm sure they'll announce that pretty soon. Well, that's cool. They're, they're doing a marathon of all these matches, and they just showed the results of the match they're currently showing in a commercial for the hyping of the show that comes on soon. Really? Wait, 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 wait for the people that are watching it right now. Try to go to Japan. Uh, that's, no, I blame that more on at the channel Axis than oh. a AXS than anything else, not New Japan. Uh, anyway, um, uh, where was I? Uh, Indiana Jones 5 has found its script writer in Jonathan Kasdan, the man who brought you Solo. Uh, so some of you are going to be upset by that, and others are not going to care too much because the Solo was just fine in their opinions. So he'll be writing Indiana Jones 5, replacing David Kep, who wrote Jurassic, who helped write Jurassic Park, Lost World, uh, War of the Worlds, Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Thank God, he's not doing this movie then. <laughs> that movie was the worst. Uh, yeah, so... There you go. I don't know. Uh, I think this is supposed to be the the last uh, Harrison Ford Jones movie. I think so, too. It, it needs to be. Oh, yeah, Spielberg said it. It's the last one, but he's certain it's going to continue after. Why? <laughs> Someone know. younger? Probably going to do that. They're not going to, as long as, you know, they've pretty much confirmed they're not going to go the Shia LaBeouf route. So that's good. We don't need him in there anyway. <clears throat> Birth movies, death reports that the MacGuffin for the film could be the fountain of youth. That was intended to be the, 
the linchpin of Last Crusade, but that's unconfirmed. But using that could be a plot point to cast a younger Henry Jones. Junior. That could. Yeah. I mean, it'd be interesting. I mean, they do a Mayan sort of thing, maybe. I don't know. Uh, Found of youth. Just getting away from anything Crystal Skull related. I had no problem with doing them doing a Roswell alien storyline, but that movie was just awful. Yeah, it could have been a lot better. And this, I mean, I liked I liked the time period, and I liked how it moved away from the Nazis, <clears throat> and so it made sense. Uh, it, but, pretty, <laughs> but but bring back Nazis. Uh, the Russians weren't good enough for me. And plus, it was Kate Blanchett too. Right. Well, it was. It's just awful. I don't, <laughs> no good actor and Shia LaBeouf could save it. Yeah, well, it's Shia LaBeouf, so. Right, I said good actor, and I didn't include him in it. Anyway, Sleepy Hollow's main character or actor, Tom Meissen, Misson, is cast for HBO's Watchmen pilot. And so has Jeremy Irons. I think we've talked about that before. Well, then never mind. Don't listen to me. But yes, he's also there. Um, and then joining... Uh, let's see. Francis uh, the... Fisher and Jacob Ming Trent. None of the roles yeah. have been announced as far as who they're going to play or anything like that. No, I think I, if oh, I yeah, correct Don... me if I'm wrong, the uh, the guy who's playing Black uh, Black Manta in Aquaman is going to be in in there as well, right? Jeremy Irons, Regina King, Don Johnson, Louis Gossett Jr., Tim Blake Nelson, Adelaide Clemens, and Andrew Howard. Okay. So, I don't know which one of those guys is playing him. I, can't I will find out right now. Oh, my Once eyes. I get it. Live action. Um, Yaha Abdul Mateen II. Yeah, I don't see his name anywhere here. He was in The Greatest Showman. Sure. I'm sure. Oh. I guess uh, maybe I'm wrong. I could be wrong. Sony is developing a movie based on Valiant Comics character Faith. Uh, for those that enjoy that, the first oh. poster for Glass came out and it looks awesome. So seek that out. Um, Nicholas Cage is voicing Spider-Man Noir. I don't care. We're doing it now. <laughs> right here, I just found the other updated story about Watchmen. Yeah, the, I did find it too. Yeah, and Sarah Vickers, also joining the cast oh, was he in daredevil uh doesn't say that it says aquaman the get down the handmaid's tale okay i bet i think because i i'm looking at a picture of him and he and i see netflix daredevil so he, it must he just must have been there as because sure um yeah that's damon lindelof doing watchmen by the way we don't know anything really about this watchman nope He's only 30 years old. Okay. I don't <laughs> All right. Uh, Jim Carrey is cast to play Robotnik in the Sonic the Hedgehog movie that I guess we need. Um, was that live action? Uh, maybe with CG? I don't know. We don't need it. Live action slash animation hybrid that includes Tika Sumter and Westworld's James Marsden. 
Yeah, we don't need it. Uh, whatever. Whatever. Uh, sure. Why not? Who cares? <laughs> It'll probably be better than the Mario Brothers movie. Anything's gonna be better than the Mario Brothers movie. Anything. Um, let's see here. What else can we talk about? Can't no, that's nothing important there. Nothing there. Live action Gundam film for all you Gundam fans. Legendary. I want to. Uh, I know they. I know they had Gundam in uh, Ready Player One, and so I mean, so that's probably where this whole hype came from. Which I like Gundam. I like the original very the very first Mobile Suit Gundam, uh, like Gundam Oath S O Eighth S T Team whatever. I figured what it was. Having some kind of mental breakdown over there. What is? I'm you, you just having like an aneurysm. I am, I am just a little bit. Uh, Gundam Wing, and then Gundam Wing Endless Waltz, and then I really haven't been kept keeping up with the rest of Gundam, but a live action. I thought Gundams were that race from Naboo that's were underwater. Oh, no, you're just talking about the Gungans. <laughs> uh, uh, no, actually, they inspired the Linkin Park video, Somewhere I Belong. Yes, yes, that is, that's true. I remember that from back in the day. I think there is, actually, I think it's the first mobile suit Gundam that's in there yes I'm a little nerd um but no seeing a live action Gundam would be would be cool but it would again be like in the vein of Pacific Rim sure yeah yeah all right so yes Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse adds Nick Cage as Spider-Man Noir which has some Spider-Man fans asking why how many Spider-Men are going to be in this movie and I say it's called into the Spider-Verse for a reason Exactly. There's going to be a whole bunch of them, just like there's a whole bunch of them in the comics, and it's just a movie. Calm yourselves. Don't see it if you don't like it. And he's voicing it. He's not. It's not like he's being, like, his um, his likeness is being <clears throat> used in the movie. Right, and you know, I'm, I'm doubting a lot of these guys are going to be main characters in the whole movie. They're just going to, you know, be a little cameo type deal. Exactly, but still. Pretty fun that Nicolas Cage is going to be Spider-Man and Superman. I'm just, I'm just happy that Jake Johnson's playing Peter Parker. Nick Miller. Who's J Jake? Oh, wait, who? Nick, Nick Miller from New Girl. He was also the, the nerdy guy in Jurassic World One. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't watch the, New Girl with all the dinosaurs. He's hilarious. He's in Tag. He's the best part of Tag. Which isn't saying much. Um, Star Wars Episode Nine news as they start production on that big fantastical en endeavor. Carrie Russell has been cast uh, to play the second coming of Luke Skywalker. No, I don't know what she's doing. Nobody, <laughs> nobody knows what she's doing, but I'm sure I'm sure it'll be fun. She's had a long history of working with J.J. Abrams, so uh, I'm sure she'll be just fine. She's a, she's a good actress. Indeed, she, seeing that she's not really doing much after the Americans has stopped. Right. Hopefully, she has a bigger role than um, what's her Mission name? Impossible. No, than what's her name from Jurassic Park, who was in Episode Eight, who wasn't in the movie as much as she should have been. <clears throat> not remembering. Uh, come on. Oh, Laura Dern. Laura Dern, yes. Okay, I'm, I was I was thinking of like Jurassic World. No. But no. Okay. Um, oh yes, uh, legendary, legendary comic book creator, Steve Ditko passed away, uh, just the other day, um, lived a long life, so at least we can celebrate that, 
um, mm-hmm. dead at, at 90 years old. So he lived a long life. He's a, one of the Titans of the industry. So, um, and he co-created Spider-Man. So, and Dr. Strange, right. I was just going with the biggest one, but yes. And Dr. Strange. So a man to be respected, go check out some of the early stuff, especially the early Dr. Strange stuff. And you can see what really inspired the movie. Cause it was definitely the Ditko run that inspired a lot of the, the trippy images that you see. He also did uh, Hawk and Dove. He created Hawk and Dove. Uh, I mean, there's, it's a long list. He inspired a lot of characters like you wouldn't have had Rorschach if not for him. Um, Squirrel Girl. Uh, just, it, it's it's hard to even say how many. So, yeah. Um, Blue Beetle, the Ted Cord one. Creeper. And Cap- Captain Adam and the question. Yeah, which the question, I mean, and Captain Adam were inspirations for Dr. Manhattan and Warshak, so there you go. And that, that's straight from the man who created the characters that said that, so I'm not making that up or <laughs> just assuming <laughs> uh, the, the man who made Watchmen has said that. So, um, happier news, Birds of Prey starts filming in January, says Margot Robbie. I don't, know, I don't know if you want to call it happier news or not, but uh, I'm fine with it. It's going to be in January. They're going to have a smaller budget, she says, and it will be R-rated. Or at least she wants it to be, and she's a producer on it. An executive producer, to be exact. Well, they just got to wait and see, then. Um, and Marvel Studios is reporting that Sam L. Jackson will be de-aged 25 years for all of his Captain Marvel scenes. I mean, that's to be so, expected. He's going to look with... like he did in Jurassic Park and even before Pulp Fiction. So early 90s, Sam Jackson is alive. Yeah, and I've, and they're also de-aging uh, Clark Gregg for sure. um, Coulson. Sure, he'll just be a kid with some baseball cards. Yeah. Uh, yeah, looking forward to it. Little little upset there was no tease in Ant-Man for her. Sorry, guys, there's a little spoiler. There is no Captain Marvel tease, which... I mean, wasn't to be expected. I didn't think anybody expected there to be one, but it would have been cool. Yeah, there's also it would also been cool to have Hawkman show up, but he doesn't either. So. Hawk, Hawkman? Hawk. Oh gosh. Uh, I'm looking at a DC photo <laughs> while we're talking about. Uh, uh, that would have been interesting to see Hawkman show up and eat uh, Ant Man. If we just if Hawkeye doesn't show up, uh, Dang it. to recruit. Scott, <laughs> uh, yeah, or the Wave Rider. <laughs> yikes! I I can't not look at this picture of Brie Larson when she was first cast and she's wearing that Marvel Studios hat. What oh, a, from San, what was that Comic Con two years ago? Yeah, yeah, two or three years ago. Yeah, just a beautiful woman. I've always been a fan of hers since before Scott Pilgrim. She, she is quite beautiful. She's a, she a, is. a fetching and amazing actress all around. Wonderful lady. So, I'm so happy she's Captain Marvel. There's only maybe one other person I would have liked to have seen. But now that she got cast, I can't see anybody there, see anybody else playing her. So, And I haven't even seen her do anything as Captain Marvel, so that's that's saying something. Yeah, all we've seen are set, photo, or set photos. Like, so. like, yeah, just a couple. One where she's, like, training at Nellis Air Force Base, and then one in the green costume. Yeah, and I think they actually just ended... Uh... Uh, principal photography. 
Uh, yeah, I'm sure that's why this this information leaked out because they're probably working on that. Oh no, new Funko Pops. <laughs> yeah, I have to write an article about it, or I did actually. I did write an article about it. <laughs> Is it the one with uh, the Power Ranger ones? Yeah, yeah. Entertainment yeah. Earth has an exclusive with them. I think it's with the Megazord. Yeah, um, it's. I've not seen the Megazord in this one. Yep, that's the Entertainment but... Earth exclusive then. Okay. So. Oh, oh, there it is. Yeah. Yeah, they're all just without helmets. So it's the same ones as before. They just don't have helmets on. Yeah, plus Zed, Rita, and Goldar. Oh, that's right. That's the big addition. So I'll probably get at least two of those. And the Megazord. <laughs> I still got to get all of the Power Rangers. Oh, boy. Good podcasting sound. Me yawning. Uh, I have the red, green, white, and black rangers, so I have to get the rest of them. And I got the newer ones, so they have like action poses. Newer of the TV version, I should say. Not the movie version. Um, gotcha. I, I wouldn't yeah. mind getting all of these. That's, that's nine, ten new pops. Yeah, I might get the, the green ranger one, because I could get that autograph. That dude's at all the cons. Yeah, except he's not going to be at the Wizard World one that we're hopefully going through in chicago yeah that is a bummer um okay so no more funko pop talk <laughs> sorry it just came up that's what she said <laughs> wait oh! i don't know why she would say it but she did and it was weird um she says a lot of things but um i, I tend not to listen to her that's the way you do it <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, so I think now is a good time for one, to, to go into our Ant-Man review, but for two, for me to launch into a shout-out to my buddy's son. He refers to me when he listens to the podcast as the superhero talker. Uh, so if you're listening, what's up, Colton? How you doing, buddy? Hope you enjoyed Ant-Man if you went and saw it, and not just your dad and his, his, his your mom. Um, but yeah, so there you go. He, uh, I guess, refers to me as the superhero guy. Superhero talk guy. When my buddy listens to the podcasts. <clears throat> That's who, a good nickname. Who asked me last night if we're going to be talking about Ant-Man. And I said, yeah, we can do that. And so here we are. Uh, Alright, so Ant-Man and the Wasp proved one of my theories right. Um, in a way that I wasn't expecting, but kind of was because Wikipedia spoiled it for me. But, alright, so spoilers... Ahead, probably for the last half hour of the show, we're going to be talking about Ant-Man and Z-Wasp, if it consists of us talking for a half hour. So, if you have not seen it yet, you know, pause, come back to the podcast after you've seen it. We don't want to ruin anything for you. There's really not a whole lot to ruin, if I'm being honest. Uh, this is a pretty face-value movie. Um, the, the the credit scene is pretty much the big spoiler, I guess. Yeah. The, this I would movie, agree. This movie's pretty direct. There's no big shocking moments in this movie because, I mean, it's a sequel, you know? So you're not going to get too many shockers. And that's fine. I don't need shockers in every movie that I see. But anyway, so Ant-Man and the Wasp sequel to Ant-Man, the, I think we said, 20th movie in the MCU. Correct. Um, introduces us to the Wasp as a full character now, and we get to meet the uh, Ghost and, and Bill Foster, who is Goliath. Uh, so yeah, this movie technically, I say, has three villains, but really just one, and the FBI. 
Um, so yeah, <laughs> you have the the team Ant Man Wasp. Uh, we'll call it the Pym team, I guess. The good guys on the run from the FBI, uh, an arms dealer, and then Ghost along with Bill Foster, who is Ghost's uh, surrogate father at this point, because her father was killed by this is for all you Marvel nuts, Eggman. There's an Easter egg in there. Ooh. Or Egghead, excuse me, I said Eggman. I'm going back to Sonic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Egghead um, killed her father in this whole explosion flashback thing. And that's when her body became unstable. and uh, Her father was Egghead, is what I'm saying. Yeah, so. but, they, but, he, but he never really was. But he did. So. Yeah. <laughs> so no Egghead, thankfully. Uh, we don't need that. Uh, and I think I included that in my Get to Know Ghost uh, piece for Entertainment Earth. So I knew that was coming. Um, but yeah, so the whole story takes place within San Francisco and kind of all just in the Pym Central area with these characters. It's very self-contained. It feel, felt to me very much like a comic book arc of a couple issues, which is fine. It's these these one-offs, or these one-offs, these... These solo films, or whatever you want to call them, without the Avengers being involved, should feel that way. These are these characters' stories and them alone. We don't need a team-up in every damn movie. And this is a team-up anyway. It's yeah. Ant-Man and the Wasp. And Ghost, at one point. Uh, so, Ghost is not... She's a villain, but not a villain. She's very... She's just trying to live. And in order to do that, you know, she gets to a place where she gets so crazy that she'll kill Janet Van Dyne to do it. Uh, but she doesn't realize that Janet might be able to help her. Um, granted, it is something uh, that I felt within the movie while watching that this all could be solved with one conversation. And, you know, some shows are like that. Uh, you know, a lot of shows like Alias and um, Lost and any show with real high drama, oh, the OC, a, a <laughs> lot of that drama, a Smallville, a lot of the drama can be solved with a conversation. And just telling the truth. But that's not Hollywood. That's not drama. No. <laughs> so you, no, you, need, you need to have action and... Deceit and yeah. keeping secrets and these kinds of things. There would be no Riverdale if everyone told the truth. So, I mean, that life isn't like that. Not everybody tells the truth. Granted, when we get into certain situations where it's life or death or, you know, when things are getting thick, human most humans tell each other that you know the truth the ones they love that kind of thing and we kind of clear that up um but this is the movie world where drama has to be number one we got to keep people guessing we have to um you know we, we we just need there to be risk and reward and just that tension tension yeah right right there has to be something to bring these characters up together and pull them apart and that kind of thing so I just, you know, it did bother me. I'm not going to lie and say it didn't, but at the same time, I got over it pretty quick because then I remembered, oh yeah, there's people shrinking and growing to 65 feet and it's just a movie. Stop. Just sit back and have a, have a good <laughs> have a good time with this movie that you're enjoying. I thought this was a much better movie than the first one, and I loved the first one. I'm a big fan of Ant-Man, the number one. Um, I would have probably liked it more had the original director stayed on, but he got, they took, took him off because they wanted, he wanted too much. And I've read a lot of the things that he wanted that didn't jive with Marvel studios. He didn't want Ant-Man or Wasp in any other Marvel movies. So they were actually taken out of the first Avengers movie that Joss had. 
um, they were going to be in it. But the original director uh, wanted no mention of Ant-Man and the Wasp in any Marvel movie before their own. So there it is. Ant-Man was actually one of the first movies they were going to make um, in the original plans of the Marvel stuff. But And it was supposed to be Hank Pym, not Scott Lang. But because of Pym's history in the comic books of actually abusing his girlfriend um, and other storylines, they decided to make him more of a mentor in the movies and have Scott be the main character. And I think that's a good decision. Um, yeah. I, it gives you a lot of depth for the, the universe when you do that, because now you have this Pym that's existed for a long time in secret um, and working with shield. And you give a lot of depth to the shield organization at that point. Uh, so I like that idea. And then you get someone like Michelle Pfeiffer to be in the franchise. So all for it. Yeah. And I mean, it also, it also goes to show that you, that no one really knows who Hank Pym is. Right in the Marvel universe, so it, it it also does kind of suck because he is a very important player in at least the Marvel comics. So having him not very well known is is really weird. Yeah, it's almost um, like a joke. Yeah. Um, and he plays it off that way because he makes fun of guys like Stark and them thinking they know it all, and he kind of wants to play their he wants their little family away from them. Um, you know, so much so that he had to go steal from Stark <laughs> at one point, um, in the first movie. But, uh, you know what, uh, they, they've shown, they sh- showed the Wasp meet Ant-Man in the first movie. I didn't realize that there's something swooping in and seeing him in the quantum realm and it's her. Yeah. It's a very blink and you'll miss yeah. kind of scene, but it's been very highly looked at since then. Mm hmm. Um, and they also said that like maybe like Doctor Strange can get into the quantum realm and everything, but that's all fan theories and everything. That's you know, and that's I base those fan theories on the fact that the quantum realm and a lot of the stuff in Doctor Strange looked similar. Yeah. Um. The the special effects looked very similar when you know he's going through his stuff and um. So the movie as a whole was a lot of fun. Was very funny. The story, the, the plot was kind of, uh, you know, whatever it's what it is. They're on a chase through time. Essentially, uh, this whole time, um, Scott's on house arrest and he's trying to get through the last like two days of his house arrest. <laughs> and just this stuff is coming up. He's, he's visited in a dream by Janet Van Dyne. Um, you know, that she needs help. And, because she came into contact with him when he was in the quantum realm, she can kind of leave messages for him, I guess, or speak to him that way. Yeah, they're connected on a, I guess, molecular level because of that. And because uh, Hank and and Hope made this new device and they opened up this tunnel, when that tunnel opened is when he had the dream. Uh, so once the tunnel was open, the quantum realm was kind of opened at that time. It also allowed that message to come through for him. And then he gets into contact with them, and then off we're off and running uh, with this Sonny Birch character, played by Walton Goggins, who's up like an arms dealer. Um, he's not dead. He's a, the character doesn't end up dead, so I have a feeling we might see him again. Um, and I have a feeling he plays a bigger role. Um, maybe perhaps his boss or somebody who is he's being paid by to get this technology, or who he's selling it to, I should say. Yeah, we really don't know who his boss is, but we also don't know what the fate of that character is. Right, we just see them being arrested. The snap. Yeah. Oh, right, that too. Yeah. After the the Thanos finger snap. Um, but yeah, you look at Bill 
uh bill um yeah bill foster uh is trying to help ghost's character um again because it's a surrogate father um he's not really a villain in this movie he's got his problems with hank pym and it's i think i think it's it's fair his problems with them Oh yeah, um, I agree. They're they're like tech rivals, I guess, but they don't hate each other. I mean, they kind of do in attitude wise, but they don't want to see each other get hurt. Um, and and you see that come through with Foster and Lawrence Fishburne's character uh, when he's talking to Ghost. He's like, "We're not doing this. We're not we're not going to hurt a child. I'm not doing that. Uh, you know, we're not going to hurt Janet." And he's trying to you know keep Ghost in line, but her condition is worsening and it's making her desperate, and she just wants to be fixed. Because she's she's phasing out of control and she wants to be whole again, um, and that's at the cost of Michelle Pfeiffer's character's uh, life, essentially. Um, all right, so what did what overall? What did you think of the movie? I I loved it. I was laughing. I would not gonna say the whole time, but I definitely laughed a good portion of the film when there were funny moments. Sure. Um, the the final battle, I guess you could say. Um, yeah, the, the third act. Yeah, it, I mean, it was a third act. It really didn't break the movie, but it also didn't make the movie. Um, I mean, it, it wasn't like a big, like all out, everything's being destroyed kind of battle. Like which, you would, like, which I'm happy with, because yeah. the city doesn't need to be destroyed every single time. Yeah, and I was I was a little bit right with the uh, with my guess on the post credit scene. I can tell you, I can say that at least. Mm-hmm. I was right there. about Foster being a villain, sort of. Yeah, it, <laughs> a little bit, but I mean, I I guess I was wrong to my theory that like Hank would die. Yeah, although which... there was a moment when you thought it might. Ghost had his hand. hand oh and, yeah, had her hand oh. through his neck. I definitely yeah at that point it's like oh yeah it's he's done that was so. the moment too because both wasp and ant-man were kind of in a you know it was early enough in the movie where it had a it had weight to it mm-hmm. and it would have been a driving force for wasp um i mean in the comic books hope is a villain so she's more of a villain character and she's not in in this movie and that's fine she's at odds with her father a lot of the time and that's justified as well but um, it would have been a catalyst for her to kind of go go kind of rogue and yeah, I'm I'm glad they didn't right. go that route because we really she she needs to be a hero. Yeah, absolutely, and she's a good one. Um, yeah, I liked her stuff. A lot of her action scenes and fighting scenes were fantastic. She is like he's like Scott says in the movie, very intense in this film, <laughs> um, and deservedly so. It was a lot of fun. Um, oh yeah. The comedy was good. I like the comedy. I'm a big Paul Rudd fan, and his stuff with his daughter is fantastic. Um, very, very heartfelt stuff with his daughter. And uh, the scenes with him and Michael Pena were better than the first movie. Uh, Michael... I liked Michael Pena better in this movie than yes. in the first one. Yes. While he is comic relief, he's not completely outrageous uh, like he was in the first one. Like, yeah, I'm in the system? I'm in the system? And they only do the they do the one callback to his telling a story thing when he's like all jacked up at that point, which is kind of makes it even funnier because on, on the truth the, serum on, on the truth serum, which doesn't exist. Um, they <laughs> oh really God, it is truth serum. <laughs> they really yeah right. They really limited Ti in this movie. He's not in it very much, 
And I think that has to do with he had some like charges against him before the movie was released. Um, either way, he was his role was pretty limited, and so was David Dostmalikian's. Um, it was limited, but his scene in the movie is hilarious. We're talking about like a like an urban legend, or you know, funny. Which I every time I every time I like think of that, I think of John Wick. Yeah, that's what. Yeah. Uh, forget what they call him, but I think that's the exact same thing that they call John Wick. Yeah. So the boogeyman. Right. Right. So here's the thing. Uh, th- those three guys are in the movie together, maybe in three scenes. Uh, when they introduce the security company, um, they go back to the security company when there's the whole truth serum, the whole truth serum thing. And then at the end, and it's like a total of 15 minutes tops that all three of them in it, and maybe a total of 20 to 30 with Luis, Michael Pena's character. So they're very much not in this movie as much as they were in the first one. Yeah, it's not and focused on them. No, this movie is all about the Pym family. Uh, Janet, Hope, um, and then, of course, Scott Lang. Right. And that's what it should have been. They've they turned down the three comic relief guys quite a bit. And that's good. Um, so I enjoyed that. I, I didn't need that over-the-top humor. I enjoyed the comedy in this movie. I thought it was a lot of fun. Um, yeah, I, a lot of it came from Paul Rudd, too, yes, which I'm... Yes. I'm glad about, I'm happy about because he needs to be funny. Right, right. The, all the jokes about calling Captain America Cap. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's what we call him. Cap. Cap. <laughs> Tin. <laughs> right. Uh, the the romance aspect of it between him and, and Hope was, was funny because mm-hmm. uh, they're estranged now. It's been two years uh, since he made the decision to go help them. Um and they're upset because he made that decision because now they have to kind of be on the run because they did not sign the accords. Which still, it still bothers me that that, that happened, but I can headcanon my way around it. Sure. Um, I mean, they don't really explain why they're on the run in the movie. You just have to assume it's because of the accords. Yeah. But it's like, maybe it's because they, it's Ant-Man and they can look back at records and say, hey, or shield records and say, "Hey, Hank Pym is was Ant Man." Um, so put two and two together. Ant, uh, Hank Pym needs to come in for questioning, sort of thing. That's one way to head in it. Or maybe Scott said something, but no, he. I don't think he did. Right? No, I don't. You know why Pym and Hope? At least why? I guess Hope because she's connected to Pym. But I mean, them needing to, needing to go into hiding just seemed kind of strange. Yeah. Um, I get it, and it's fine. Um, but, uh, yeah, so uh, there, was, there were moments where she said, she says, you know, do you ever do you ever wonder, uh, like, you know, if you had asked me, like, if I had asked you, would you have helped? And she says, you know, no one ever know, but if you had, you wouldn't have gotten caught. <laughs> That's good stuff. Uh, also, that is good stuff. Also, introducing my favorite character in this movie, Jimmy Woo. Oh, that was awesome. <laughs> I loved him. I hope he comes back in every single damn movie. He should be the new Coulson. I agree. Uh, so Jimmy Woo is an agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. in the comic books, but in this movie he's the FBI agent that is kind of in charge of Lang um, and making sure he's on the up and up. Um, and, you know, t- you know, making sure that he's still in, under house arrest. But in the first part of the movie, his foot goes through a fence and they kind of have to come in his house and they're searching his house and stuff like that. Um, and that's when he first gets introduced to Woo. And he's hilarious. Uh, just... Just an awesome character, man, and just breaks up some of the tension at times. 
Um, oh man, I can't say enough good things about how his character ended up being. I I had a <laughs> blast with that character, and probably probably aside from Paul Rudd, the funniest character in the movie. Oh yeah, I agree. Especially especially when uh, Scott finally gets out of the leg brace. That whole scene. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, do, do Do you want to get dinner? <laughs> it's, just, uh, it's just funny just a scene that went on you know it's just an improv that went on too long and they kept it in the movie it's, it's great Randall Park is amazing as Jimmy Woo and I, I need to watch his TV show um, he's off on the uh, off, off the Boat or whatever Fresh Off the Boat I think yeah that's his right yeah, yeah. Fresh Off the Boat yeah that's his show yeah he, I've always known he's funny and I you know I've seen a couple of him on Veep and stuff like that but yeah, man, an office Christmas party. He's hilarious in that. But man, I yeah, he killed it. And I really hope, like, if not any other Marvel movie, he needs to stay a part of the Ant Man series um, somehow. I don't know how, um, but I didn't know he's actually going to be an Aquaman. He is. He's playing Doctor Stephen Shin, who is a character in the books. He's uh, more in the New Fifty Two than anything. Marine is... biologist, friend of Arthur Curry's father. Okay, interesting. <laughs> so hey there you go he has crossed just like Lawrence Fishburne before him in the same movie he's crossed the Marvel line yeah but this time it's going the opposite way right right I don't know why you do that buddy come on you're smarter than this <laughs> well I mean we still have to there's wait a, to see what Aquaman has to there's has a good the yeah whole... there's a good chance Aquaman will be pretty good um they've had time to learn plus they've got you know a good director yeah sorry fans I'm not a fan of one ZS We'll just leave it at that. <clears throat> um, I do like the security crew's name. Xcon uh, is the name of the security company. Pretty funny, uh, and that's 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 straight from the comics. Scott Lang has a, a security company in the comics. He's more of like a yeah it's security. It's not just like private security. He does security systems and stuff like that because he was you know he is somebody who can break into stuff and he would have the the, the smarts about it. Um, Cassie is back. Same actress who played her in the first movies. Scott's daughter, and she's awesome. And she's hilarious. Steals the show every time she's on the screen. Uh, very good, very funny character. And uh, you know, in the first one, where she's kind of like, "I hope you don't catch him," you know, that kind of stuff. <laughs> she's same, same kind of wit. Uh, even the guy that plays her stepdad is hilarious. Always trying to hug Scott. <laughs> it's just weird. They're just one big loving, happy family. Uh, it's. It's just funny to me. Uh, and then Michelle Pfeiffer as Janet Van Dyne. Granted, she doesn't get a whole lot of time in the movie. Just awesome, though. <laughs> just the scene where <laughs> where Janet oh, takes yeah. uh, takes a hold of Scott's body. <laughs> where, yeah, Paul Rudd has to act like Janet Van Dyne at one point. It's oh. pretty funny when he's holding everybody's <laughs> hand <laughs> and looking lovingly at, at uh, Michael Douglas. <laughs> How do we get here? <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's pretty funny. Yeah, that is a that's a pretty funny moment, and you were laughing a lot. Yeah. Um. Okay. So, Ghost's last name is Star, so it's Ava Star. I didn't know. I only heard Ava. Uh. And yeah. Uh. Hannah John came in. Common came in. Uh. Was awesome. I think she did a great job. Probably they let her keep her accent too. Yeah. I, I watched a behind the scenes uh thing on. And Man of the Wasp with her in it, and she's British, and they let mm-hmm. her keep her accent, which normally they, doesn't happen. They don't often do, yeah. 
Um, and she most likely will return. I have a feeling because the credit scene is based upon her. They're, yeah, they're doing what they're doing because of her. But we don't know about with that and the events of the snap. Sure, we don't know. Yeah. So yeah, let's get into it. The credit scenes. The big one everyone's talking about is an ant playing the drums. Uh, everybody is affected by this. The whole Marvel universe is affected by an ant playing drums. No. Um, yep. The mid credit scene again. Spoilers, big time spoilers. If you have not seen it yet, this is the big one. Uh, Janet, Scott. Hank and Hope are all on the roof. They're uh, discussing going into the quantum realm to pick up more of the quantum cells, I guess, or uh, kind of like particles uh, that would help maintain Ghost, um, kind of keep her stable, I guess, because mm-hmm. Janet doesn't have it anymore. Um, you know, as she's out of the realm, she loses it. I would assume. Yeah, I think she mm-hmm. might have given. She might have transferred it all to Ghost. Okay, to stabilize her, yeah. Yeah, but I think Ghost still needs like a, a steady flow of it mm-hmm. to s- keep her uh, corporeal. Right, right. So Janet makes a mention of uh, these these time... What does she say exactly? I had it written down. Like the, those bugs? No. No, but that was cool. Um, uh, time vortexes. She warns them to not run into any time vortexes while in the quantum realm. Um, and then Scott goes down to the quantum realm, gets his container filled with these things, and tells his crew he's ready to go home. And... Unbeknownst to him, there was the snap heard around the world, and he is stuck in the quantum realm as all three are floating particles of ash on that roof. Oof. And uh, from what I've heard from a lot of people who've seen it, it wasn't really so much in our theater, because it's hard to hear everybody in our theater, but audible gasps. Um, a lot of people were shocked, kind of similar to the ending of Infinity War. Um, people were just kind of shocked. All three are gone. I, yeah. I I mean, I was right about Hope right. being gone away, but I was not expecting Janet and Hank. And Hank. Yeah, both of them. So, and also, leaving behind Scott in the Quantum Realm. He's stuck. Unbelievable. Yeah, but, 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 okay, he's... okay. But for, for the general audience, that's a big deal. Who don't keep up on, you know, set photos and posters that are released, you know? Mm-hmm. For general audiences, they're like, wait a minute, what? What's he going to do, you know? Yeah, but he's also he's also escaped the quantum realm bef- once before. True, so. true. There's many things, there's many theories now of how he's going to get out. He could just pop in a, one of the enlarging buttons and like he did the first time uh, to get out, right? That's what he did in, right. Ant- that's what he did in Ant-Man. He could, uh, I mean... There's, there's quite a few things theory now that the most obvious is that that thing the they don't put the, the enlarger in mm-hmm. the other but, option is he could hit one of these time vortexes now this is another spoilery thing but it's also theorizing uh, the the set photos taken from Avengers 4 show ant-man in what looks like the battle for New York um, from Avengers 1 talking to Stark and cap. So now, I think we've—I think it's all but guaranteed. There's going to be time travel in Avengers Four, right? And, but uh, exactly, exactly what it means, um, what they're doing, and how they're—how that affects the snap—we don't know. Or if it does at all, maybe Ant-Man goes back into this time vortex and is—he has no idea. Even if he does go back in time to that point, he doesn't know that Thanos struck. Right. 
he has no idea that even anything was going on in New York because, the, you know, as far as there we know... no mention. Right, as far as we know, those four had no idea that Thanos' goons arrived in New York in the Floating Donut. Um, and I, I'm okay with that. I know people aren't. They're upset that there's no mention of it. I'm okay with that because it's just those four hanging out together on that roof. Right. For however long. Maybe that, you know, they don't have cell... They're not dealing with their cell phones, looking down and seeing a news blast or something. You know, it's 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 easily explainable how they didn't know. At least those three. San Francisco probably knew. They probably didn't. Right. Again, they're busy. I mean, they're, they're busy. It'd be, tra- it'd be hard for them to not know, but... Right. At the same time, they're busy saving their new friend. Right. They're busy focusing on this and making jokes and, uh, you know, there's lots of renewing... Uh, friendships and relationships and for as far as we know hope and scott may be working on their relationship together which i hope so i think those two are fantastic together um you know on screen they have a good dynamic um and hank and and janet too so i mean they're they're focusing a lot of things and of course cassie and scott being able to leave the house (laughs) so uh to hang out together so you know there's there's a rumor that a future version of cassie comes back as you know aunt girl to save him out of the quantum realm. I mean, I guess that's that I think is a stretch. Um, any kind of future coming to the past is a stretch to me. Cause for all we know, Cassie could be gone. Yeah. We, and we that was, know who's, that who was, survived. that was my super dark theory. Like in your credit scene, they finally are hugging like at a park or something. And then she fades away. Like oh. how, how heartbreaking is it? I'm, yeah, we talked about it in the one one episode. I'm evil. That's just wrong. But this was bad enough. I mean, (laughs) like, not only, again, not only do all three of his, like, main family here disappear, leaving, but he's now stuck. Yeah. And he has no idea why. (laughs) He's He's in the worst possible situation right now. Right, right. What does he do? Like, he's just, has got to whip out that flip phone that he had and try to call Cap. He can't even do that. He broke the flip phone. That's right. He did. (laughs) That's right. Right after, right after he'd called Hank, he's, he just... He broke it apart. Yeah, he's got to he's got to find a way to get a contact with Cap. Um, you imagine, because I think av- after the end of the movie, I don't know if Cap is readily going to be seeking out anybody. They're going to be reeling. Right, they're going to be trying to regroup. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure they'll. You know, at that point, you have to say like, we need to see if Hawkeye is okay. We need to, you know, because they talked about Ant Man briefly in the movie, in Infinity War, explaining where he is. Right? Doesn't Black Widow? Yeah, they they made a mention like uh, Scott and Clint made deals with the FBI. Right, right. So they, so yeah, they could they could check in on them. Yeah, you have to imagine they have to see if they're okay because all of their friends are dead, as far as they know. So they need to see if their extended friends who couldn't help are still alive. Because now this is an extreme emergency. You know, right? All deals aside, half the world is gone. So. Um, yeah. Um, what, what, what is your theory? How does he get out? Um, again, this is very early. I mean, we've seen the movie once we've talked about it. We've all kind of digested it. I'm sure we'll see it again, but you know, this is, you know, your fresh theory, like right out of seeing the movie, essentially, what are you thinking? I mean, I want him to just escape it himself because he's done it before. I'd like um, that too because it kind of shows some strength in the character. Yeah, but I think now that because I didn't, I didn't catch the time, the time bubble line the yeah. first time. Yeah, right, right. So I think that plus the set photos, 
it's going to deal with that. So I think Scott's going to go. I don't know how he's going to. He's going to go back know, in time. Yeah, without a DeLorean. I, um, I had to do it. But he's going to travel the time stream. <laughs> I love that song. I love it every time Paul F. Tompkins does it on his Spontaneous Nation podcast. But yeah, no, he's going he's gonna to travel the time stream and um, find a way to get to the battle in New York. Just land there and... And then what, though, you know? It's like, what do you do then? Because, again, he doesn't know what's going on. He doesn't know what's going on, but he knows... Um, I mean, he'll he know where a, they are. He knows enough of the events from um, the Battle of New York to, to Civil War. To find them, but he knows, as far as we know, he knows nothing about Thanos. Right, but he knows, but he knows about all the events of Avengers, Avengers Two, and Civil War. Oh no, I understand that, but what is he going to do in the past? He could, he could change time. Right, but he what? Could... Okay, okay. So here, here's my question to you, and I'm just posing it as devil's advocate, I guess. So, okay, Hank uh, Scott Lang goes back in time to the the Battle of New York. What does he do there? Like, how does he help things? Because right now he knows nothing. He's in the quantum realm. That's all he knows. And say mm-hmm. he gets sucked into a time vortex right from that point, and then goes into the Battle of New York. What does what what is his in his mind? His only option is to get back to his time, right? Uh, yeah, and as far as I he knows, know. <laughs> there's something wrong because they wouldn't bring him back, right? So so, he, so maybe he gets out of the quantum realm. He finds out what is going all what's going on what has happened mm-hmm. he goes back into the quantum realm through the time and through the time hole whatever vortex. and then time vortex and then goes back to the battle of new york to change everything okay so so yeah i think uh, yeah i think there has to be a realization before he goes back in time otherwise i don't know how he affects anything right um knowledgeably I mean, he could bungle his way through it, of course, and that kind of would be the Scott Lang way of doing things. But I think he has to have a level of knowledge before doing that. Um, he has to kind of know why he's going back, you know? Yeah. Now, everyone talks about the Time Stone. They'd have to get that from Thanos, and they can't. I don't see how they'd get there to get it from him. They don't know where to go. I mean, maybe Gamora, not Gamora, uh her sister um help me out come on uh nebula nebula maybe she knows where he goes to farm (laughs) uh (laughs) but as far as the rest of them they don't know i mean when we're looking at it plus how do they get there right we have one group in wakanda and then we have another group of avengers on titan Titan. who can get home there is a ship there to get home um star lord ship is there and nebula can fly it we assume I mean, why not? I think so, yeah. She crash-landed her ship on Titan. She should be able to get that one at least off the ground. Yeah. Um, so they're, those are the two groups, right? And then we have Hawkeye and Lang, right? That's it? Yeah. Um, that I can think of. That's it, right? And then if they bring Coulson into things, which I doubt. I I don't think they're going to bring Coulson in, I think. Right, I think what especially we have. I, yeah, yeah. and Captain Marvel. Think... I'm sorry, Captain Marvel, too, we have to include, because she'll be part of our yeah. Avengers 4. She's gotten the bat signal, so to speak. Yeah. She was she was paged. Like much like Buffy, the apocalypse is here. We're paging you. <laughs> Deep cut, y'all. Deep cut. <laughs> uh so yes. So Scott going back in time would need some kind of knowledge. 
And I don't, like I say, I don't see them getting the time stone to go back in time. Everyone's, the first theory is that, because that's the easiest part. I think the time vortex thing is now the new MacGuffin for him to go back in time. They're going to tell him, you need to go back in time and tell us blah, 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 blah. You know? Yeah. This attack on New York is his first step into coming. We need to do something different this time. And, you know, that sounds like some good wacky foot. I don't know. <laughs> it's definitely going to be interesting to see what what goes on, especially in, uh, if see what, like, how Captain Marvel ties into Avengers 4, what the post credit scene is going to be. I just, you know, I just want, I, I just want the Captain Marvel movie, man. We're less than a year away. I can't wait. Um, I, I you know, going back to the movie we're talking about, though, Ant Man the Wasp hit everything I wanted it to. I, I was, mm-hmm. I fully enjoyed this movie. Uh, I give it, uh, we'll say, B plus A minus. Yeah, I would agree. Um, I would agree, especially, especially after. I mean, it, it, it was definitely. Uh, not as dark as Infinity War, which it was a good thing. Absolutely, a nice little what you call it, maybe a palate cleanser. Yeah. Uh, to gap it, you know, to ha- give us some fun, a uh, good fun adventure with Scott Lang with our buddies from Ant Man, uh, while introducing Evangeline Lilly as a badass. Um, mm-hmm. We already knew she was, but as a as a hero with the suit, awesome. Um, Luis asking for a suit, not superpowers, just a suit, was pretty funny. <laughs> but. A lot of stuff cut in the trailers, too. There was a lot of things cut in the trailers. Um, you know, there wasn't that moment where Scott comes back and say, what did I miss? And Luis is freaking out. Yeah, and there wasn't the Ant-Man and the Wasp teaming up. Yeah, right. So I, I, I like that sometimes. Or, or um, I go high, you go low. Right, That right. wasn't in there. Which is good. Again, also a good cut. Um, have it for your, your fun stuff in the trailer. Let people you know cry about it because it's too funny or whatever. And then not have it in there, I think was fine. Um, those moments that were cut were good. Yeah, I agree. So yeah, that's what we thought. Let us know what you guys thought of Ant-Man and the Wasp. Where does it rank in the MCU uh, for you? Where does it rank just out of the movies you've seen this year? Because we've had, what, Black Panther, Infinity War, and now Ant-Man, right? That's all this 2018? And yes, the Marvel movie-wise. MCU, well, MCU, yeah. MCU, yes. Yeah, why? What else is there? Well, I mean, Deadpool 2. Oh, yeah. No, 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 no. MCU. MCU. Yeah, MCU. Yeah, that, it's just those three. Yeah. And then that's it for Marvel movies this year. That's a good year, man. I'm saying those are three really good movies, in my opinion. They're really strong ones, too. Yeah, just movies. Just straight up movies. Again, take comic book out of it. Just good movies, you know? Like, stop to and find... It's, it's another heist movie. True. Yeah, yeah. There's several heists in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> By several different groups. Uh, so... It's like a race heist movie. Um, but, yeah, I mean, take the genre out of it. I think we have to stop looking at these as comic book movies. Yes, they're based on comic books, but you can't judge it based on it being a comic book movie because these aren't comic books. So, for it being a lot of fun and jokes and not dark, not every comic book is super dark. The Ant-Man comic books are very funny. Um, the run that, uh, shoot, who's the superior Spider-Man writer? I couldn't tell you. Damn it. Where's Johnny and Randy when you need him? Um, 
I forget now, and I'm, it's going to bother me. I'll look it up in a second. But he wrote some really good Ant-Man stuff after the first Ant-Man movie came out. He had a run on the Ant-Man title. Um, <clears throat> so and they're, and they're funny while being serious. Uh, Dan Slott? That's not who I'm thinking of, but he did he did do Spirit Spider-Man. <laughs> Damn it, that's not who I'm thinking of. Uh, who am I thinking of? Oh, man. This is bad podcasting. Just talk this about something... A- this is all on you. Um, Just talk about I, something else while I try to find this. <laughs> Ant Man's costume, how it uh, doesn't it malfunctions every time? Yeah, it was funny. The new one, like, yeah, it, yeah. It, it got a little old after probably the last time. But it shows um, it shows Hank Pym isn't the end all be all. Right. Um, I, I like his helmet in this one better than in the first one. It had a darker red to it too. Um, yeah, like a blood I, red almost. Yeah, I just liked how it like completely went all the way back instead of like the visor popped up and then the front of the mask popped down. Mm-hmm. I just like how it all went back, like both of theirs. Um, like Wasp's costume, that was pretty cool. Her her wings just appeared. Yeah, yeah. I liked when when he first found out. Like you gave her wings. <laughs> you gave her wings and black. Oh, I guess you didn't have that technology. For my suit. Oh, I did. <laughs> right. Of course he did. Yeah. Hope had it. Come on. Yeah. Oh, it's funny. So funny. Uh, oh. Nick Spencer. Duh. Morning Glories. That's the guy I was thinking of. Nick Spencer. Ooh, uh, well, he's never coming back on now. Nope. He never was. <laughs> Joe Isma was. He was the art oh. artist. Well, he's never coming back. He's never coming on now. He will. There, <laughs> there, there could be bad blood between those two. He's so busy that they can't do any more Morning Glory stories. Although, Joe's busy doing a lot of really good... Uh, or he had been doing a lot of good RG stuff. He's writing the actual companion to the CW show. Oh. Archie comics. That kind of yeah. tie in. Interesting. Anywho, all of that, then I found it. Thank you. Nick Spencer, great writer. If you have never <laughs> checked out Morning Glories, check it out and then go listen to our interviews with Joe Eisman. We did two of them. He's awesome. One of my favorite artists. Anyway, all right, that's our show. Let us know what you thought of Ant-Man and the Wasp. Hit us up on Twitter or Facebook or even on AtomicGeeking.com just in the episode. There's comments underneath each episode. So you can hit us up. And, uh, yeah, uh, you're on social media as well, right, Kyle? I am. You can follow me on Twitter at KyleKrause89. And you can also listen to me on the Legends TV Talk podcast. Uh, Hopefully once news more news breaks from san diego comic-con we will be doing a news roundup episode there you go so based, look forward to that hopefully based on just legends or everything uh i mean we we may do do a whole sh- do a whole show on everything else but mm-hmm. i mean one of the hosts is for uh is a co-host of flash tv talk so right we, we may just crossover uh, narrow it down to just legends oh sure sure no need to double up. Yeah. All right. Awesome stuff. Um, uncertain to this date if we'll be back next week to do a Comic-Con wrap-up. Um, it all depends on my schedule. Um, oh, no. Next. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this comes out the week after. So hopefully we can get one recorded while I'm on the road. I am going to be in. Uh, I guess I don't think I've announced it on the podcast. Have I? Did I announce you it last did week? last week. Yeah. yeah. So. You, I didn't, will, you didn't formally announce it. You just said, yeah, I'm going to be I'm gonna be there. Yeah. I, yes. So formally, Atomic Geekdom will, for the first time ever, um, be live at San Diego Comic-Con. This what? Is, <laughs> this is a first for us. Um, of course, Jenny covered it for us once before she was 
part of the part of the group here, and then she, that's how she became part of the group. She was our correspondent, and then she became a full time host who has not been here for a long time, but she's very busy. In <laughs> fact, as we record this, she is getting married. So congratulations to Jenny and Patrick. Congratulations! Whoa! Uh, the Nagy family is in full effect right now in Montana, getting married. We're very happy for them. Sad we couldn't be there, but. Uh, we're so happy for those guys. Uh, they did a nice little road trip. So if you're following them based on their Twitter and Instagram, or at least Jenny, she's given that out, at Rob Yart. Uh, you can see <laughs> their, their fun adventures. It looks like they're having a blast. So congratulations to those guys. Um, but yeah, so this will be my, uh, you know, my first time at Comic-Con. Uh, I'll be there at least Thursday and Friday, and I was told there's a possibility I'll be there all weekend now. Um, there's a good chance I'll have a badge for every day. So, whew, I'm... Try not to smile. Listen, guys, I'm not bragging. I know what it's like to be on the outside looking in. Trust me. I know. <laughs> it sucks. I'm sorry. If I could bring you all with me, I would. Um, especially my Atomic Geekdom family. Um, so I'm just happy to be going, and I hope everybody gets a chance to go. Everyone deserves. If you're a hardcore geek, you deserve to go, if you want to. I mean, some people, it's not their thing. And it has become a circus um, over years. It's not the same thing as it used to be. It's kind of controlled by Hollywood now, um, sadly. But it still looks like a lot of fun to me, so uh, I, I plan to have a good time. I'm going to hook up out there with Jenny and hopefully Patrick as well. She just confirmed she got badges as well from uh, her her connections outside of Atomic Kingdom. She's down there every year. Uh, whether she gets into the con or not is different. So she's going So she's going to be actually on the floor? Sounds like it, at least maybe one day. She's, again, coming back from her road trip like right after that. So I don't know how much she's going to be there because that's a lot of a lot of traveling. A lot of time off too, so. True. Wedding and probably honeymoon this weekend and you know, just a lot going on. So yes, uh I will be reporting. I don't know if I'll be doing much from my personal Twitter. I might check in from time to time on my Instagram as far as like a road journal because I'm driving out there. So if you want to follow me on my personal, you know, I never give my personal stuff out. Not because I'm private, just because I don't think anybody cares. (laughs) So uh, (laughs) it's at DJ Clark 21, I think on both Twitter and Instagram. So if you want to give me a follow, that's where I'm at. Uh, And you can follow along as I drive. I'm going to do some, I got a GoPro I borrowed from a friend. I'm going to hook it up on the dash. I'll do some facebooking live for my friends while i'm traveling i'm just i need a break you know i need i need some time off a little trip doing it solo style um gonna visit some family and some friends shout out to shannon uh amelia i'm gonna hang out with um gonna hang out with my buddy joe and colton i gave you two shout outs buddy and then (laughs) and then my family so it's a good time and i don't know why i'm telling you all this stuff this (laughs) anyway uh so it'll be exciting but in the meantime just stay with us on AtomicGeek.com for all the San Diego Comic-Con updates. Again, I won't be writing them. I'll be busy writing them for Entertainment Earth, unfortunately. But hopefully I can get somebody, Johnny, Justin, Matt, uh, maybe even Jenny, to write up some daily wrap-ups um, for you guys. That way we have it all in one place. I know there's a lot of options out there for you guys. But if nothing else, we will wrap it up in an episode, probably with just me and Kyle. Because <laughs> we've been the main hosts for a while. The summer's been busy for a lot of people. So uh, thankfully Kyle's had some free time every so often. Uh, to, to sit down for an hour with me. So uh, thank you, Kyle. Yeah, no problem. I am. That's what I'm here for. You are quickly becoming <laughs> the main host with me. So congr- congratulations <laughs> from fan to host, right? Or from listener yep. to host. I don't like from to listener to, from listener to host. I like it. There's opportunity people <laughs> just living. You too can, you too could be just like me. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, 
Uh, yeah, just support us on Patreon. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, all right, we will see you guys hopefully next week. If not the week after that, I promise we won't take too much time off if I'm on the road. Uh, I should I plenty of time for the the week after. But if we're not back next week, please stay with us. We'll take one week off if anything. Um, but I, I think I think I'll call in and we'll do something because I know Kyle can record these, right? I can record these. It's just yeah, yeah, I can record these. Yeah, so I'll just call in from my phone and we'll do it that way. If anything, so. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Uh, like and you know, like all like like and thumbs up and all that good stuff. Retweets always helpful. Um, yeah, subscribe, rate, reviews on iTunes. That's it. That was a deep <laughs> set. Lots that of things was. to talk about because my internet's not working so well on my iPad, and I can't watch this new J- new Japan special. All right, <laughs> we'll see you guys later. Take care. Say goodbye. Bye.